Okay. Yeah, I had a heck of a... <laughs> I had a heck of a time dialing in. I kept hearing that your your code has not been uh, accepted, and it's like, oh gee, that's been my day with electronics. I'm sure all food addicts, and um, I just uh, celebrated 40 years in OA. Um, you know, the big book talks about uh, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Um, I don't think I've thoroughly done anything in my life. But um, I've put in a good effort. Uh, I, I've just lost my 100 pounds for the second time. Um, you know, this is a cunning, baffling disease. And I am an addict. And um, it's the, the problem is people who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. And that in one bite won't hurt, or this time is different, or oh, I can eat this, or uh, just, you know, a little bit won't hurt, or one more serving. You know, the lies that I've always told myself, and the ones that I learned. Um, that, oh, well, you know, the one thing that I thoroughly did was clean my plate. That that was always a good one. Um, I come from a, a family of addicts, um, you know, pick one, it doesn't matter. And I, I learned to feed the clean plate club. Um, I was taught how to overeat. And and um, I had to learn how not to. And I learned uh, mistakenly that food was comfort, and that was a lie. And there's a lot of lies that I learned growing up that had to do with emotions that had to do with what's comfort, what's safety, um, what I can depend upon, etc. And I, I uh, connected that with food, and that's not true for me. And um, that's that easier, softer way where I think food is going to rescue me. And it did for a while. I keep looking for that that adrenaline, that dopamine rush that I get from that first bite, and I will never recreate that. And I would um, overeat till I got sick, until I would purge, and it doesn't work, and it never will work again for me. Um, half measures. What was a half measure? Um, dieting. Name a diet, and I think I've tried it. Uh, at one point, you know, I, I'm an extremist, all or nothing, good or bad, right or wrong. Um, and those things were the things that uh, always kept me stuck. Um, I could diet until I um, ate something that wasn't on my diet. And I'd say, ah, the hell with it, and I might as well eat. Or uh, I, I was really good about not eating. You know, but then as soon as I ate something, then I was off to the races. And so powerlessness was something I knew really well. And everything was unmanageable. And I, I would hide from my parents when I wasn't eating. And then they would force me to eat. And I would hide when I was binging and cleaning out the cupboards. So I was lying about what I ate because that was my shame. 
And when I came into this program, I had to make a decision one way or another, but I didn't know what decision to make. You know, what diet was right? What was, you know, nobody would tell me what was the right thing to do. But back in my day of OA, they had gray sheet and they had orange sheet and whatever. So I could follow something like that, but it wasn't perfect. And I was looking for perfection. That's, that's what I thought I needed to do. You know, and um, thankfully, uh, one sponsor that I had for a billion years uh, was a big book thumper and took me through the steps in that manner. And I learned um, the big book and took me through the steps, took me through the promises, took me through my four steps, and I learned a lot. And I learned a lot more than this was just about food. You know, after the 12th step, you know, and I just heard it this way, someone read it differently. You know, many have exclaimed, what an order, I can't go through with it. And with my attitude about life in general, it's many of us exclaim, what? An order? I can't go through with it. And that's how I dealt with my life in general. Don't you tell me what to do. You know, and when others started policing my food, um, you know, I remember after I'd lost my first 100 pounds, those uh, who were overweight, you know, in-laws and whatever, I'd go to a picnic and I'd, I'd, you know, fix my plate. You can't have that. You can't have that. It's like, I'll show you. I'll eat whatever I damn well pleased. And it was like, who am I showing anything? And that proved I couldn't manage my own life. Um, I didn't have, the God of my understanding was cruel and punishing. Uh, and I had to recreate that God. And that was the hardest thing for me. And so once I had to get to that part of uh, recreating a God of my understanding that I could rely upon, and being convinced my life run on uh, self-will, which I knew was not a success, I had to uh, finally say, okay, I can't do this. Something else has to be different. Uh, my life was delusional, thinking I could eat everything I wanted or do anything I wanted and get away with it without consequence. And I heard at a different meeting, and, and I hung on to this, because that's exactly what I do with my life. You know, anything I can eat, drink, do, or screw that's going to help me avoid my pain, I will try. So, you know, during COVID, um, I wasn't eating. I was following a food plan that fit into my life just perfectly. Um, I wasn't drinking, so I shopped online. And it's like, no, no, you can't afford to do this either. You know, so I'm talking to my sponsor. They're laughing at me. And it's like, you know, put the credit card back. And what, what's it all about? It's about that self-centeredness. And what is it I want? You know, what's, what do I think is going to make me feel better? And in my self-will, that's run riot. I can't do that. I need to be working with others. I need to get out of self. And I tend to be an extroverted introvert. And uh, COVID sit well into my plans because I could just sit around and read trash. I couldn't eat trash, but I could sit around and read trash. And, 
and go into my little la-la land and not be bothered with others. Um, But that doesn't work for me. I had to be with others and talk with others. And so I had to get out of self. Um, I had to talk to my, well, I was talking to my sponsor. And I had to start making other phone calls, which I wasn't having to do because I was going to meetings before. So um, resentments, I could have a meeting every day of the week. All I need is a cup of coffee because I got plenty of resentments and meet with another human being. And so um, I need to be free of resentments. That's my biggest issue. And I can do that just driving somewhere. And, and, you know, I get a lot of my anger out just by swearing at other drivers. The next thing is working on a computer. I can do that too. Um, I have to look at my own stuff. It's real easy for me to be critical. Um, And I didn't realize how self-criticizing I am. And that's also what gets me in trouble with food is because I am so critical of what I eat, how I eat, when I eat, where I eat, and whatever. And talking that over with my sponsor, because it it goes along with my mood and my attitude. You know, I can eat the exact same thing I did yesterday, but yesterday it was wonderful. And today I'm finding fault with it. I ate too many green beans, or I shouldn't have had this, or I didn't do this. And my sponsor tells me, you know, my food plan is meant to be a loose garment. And, and it's not to, to be, you know, a vice that I try and walk through. I want to be as normal as I can be. But I also know I have an allergy and that some things I react to and I need to stay away from them. And I can't um, react like other people. Um, I have a lot of fears. I have, a, I have um not as intense as they once were, you know, I, I, I fear people not liking me. I fear um, uh, big crowds of people. I fear being wrong. I fear being right. I fear being heard. I fear being not heard. Um, and a lot of opposites like that. Where does that come from? I don't know, but I know God sees me when I ask. Uh, I just started a new job. And so, um, like 6.30 in the morning, I called my sponsor. They said, well, I expected to hear from you. And, and, and just talked me off a ledge because my fear was new people, a new position, um, not having been wor- working full time for a couple of years. And uh, just all these things that, I'm, you know, I've got this committee in my head that sometimes won't shut up. And... Um, having to do with that and, and, and just, you know, packed my lunch so it was sensible, having a sensible breakfast and getting those things done and having, um, you know, making sure things are going to go well with my food, but making sure my emotions are going to be taken care of. Um, I, you know, do I do a four-step or a ten-step daily? I don't know. I don't care what number you call it, but I know I need to talk about and review my day. And what could I do right? What do I need to make amends for? Who do I need to talk to? My sponsor's a good one. You know, they just laugh at me when I, you know, that I know when I do stupid shit. Um, 
you know, and, and different things when my brain said, it says this food will fix it, you know, and, and I'll call it, okay, so potato chips are not a vegetable, right? And just, I just need to hear it out loud sometimes. And uh, sometimes that tense step is written, sometimes it's not. And I just need to go over what was my day like? Um, I go to, my home group is a big book study, and I've been through this big book, I can't tell you how many times in these 40 years, and they're still putting new words in it, according to me. Um, I need to know that uh, I have to live that spiritual life. I have to live by what I think God is showing me to do. I have to live by what I believe, and I have to set an example. Um, I used to be that alcoholic addict that was a tornado and lived by my emotions, and I can't do that anymore. I need to set right the, the, the shitstorm that I create. Um, I was amazed, like the 12 promises say, I was amazed before I was halfway through. I know freedom and happiness now. Um, I don't feel useless, and, and I don't feel that self-pity. Uh, my attitudes on life have changed. I feel joy that I never used to know. Um, my fear of people is not as, as intense, and I can welcome them. You know, going to AA meetings and shaking hands, that helped me to reach out. Uh, economic insecurity is still there, but not like it used to. Um, I can handle situations as they come up. I can stop and think for a moment. Or I know who to reach out to to get a sudden, uh, get insanity within there. I know how to stop and pray and know that God will give me the right direction or right words. And I do suddenly realize in, that God is doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. And I'm always ready and willing to sponsor somebody or at least sponsor until they find someone that fits the bill for them. Um, I have to carry the message. Um, I was a guidance counselor for almost 30 years. And I, I talked to many students and many staff members. And, you know, the law says separation of church and state. And I would tell the kids, you know, I'm not allowed to ask you to pray with me, but if you want me to pray with you, you can ask, and I can do that. Um, Eleven, Step 11 says prayer and meditation. I can do that at any time. I can do that while I'm at work. I can do that in the car after I'm done swearing at the driver. Um, I do that in the morning. I do it at, after I've had my coffee and I know Five-minute reminder. Thank you. Um, I can constantly look to see if I've been selfish or resentful, dishonest or afraid. And I continue to look for how I can help others. And um, when I'm asked to lead, that's one of those ways I can see I can do that. Um, and thanks so much for being here.